American soccer fans, welcome to episode 43 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Donald Wine here, co-manager of Stars and Stripes FC, your source for all things U.S. national teams, the players that comprise them, and everything else surrounding the game of soccer in America. It is March, which means we are approaching 12 months since the start of the lockdowns associated with the COVID-19 pandemic. One of the tournaments that was first to be canceled was one that's about to take place this month, men's Olympic qualifying. It is March again. 365 days later, we're still in March, and Olympic qualifying is set to take place later this month in Guadalajara, Mexico. We are going to talk about the training roster that the U23s have and Jason Christ has taken to Mexico. So let's get into that right now. It is a 28-man roster featuring mostly MLS-based players, but there are some players from abroad on here, and I'll take you through the roster really quick. For goalkeepers, we have Matt Fries from the Philadelphia Union, Jonathan Klisman from the Galaxy, JT Marcinkowski from the Earthquakes, and David Ochoa from Real Salt Lake. Four keepers, uh, I believe on this roster, you narrow down to 20, you're going to have to eventually keep three of them. So uh, one of these guys will eventually go home, barring any other changes that we'll talk about in a minute. For defenders... Julian Araujo, Marco Farfan, Justin Glad, Aaron Herrera, Henry Kessler, Mauricio Pineda, Austin Trusty, and Sam Vine. So, again, a lot of Major League Soccer-based players. This makes sense. We'll talk about that in a minute as well with a couple defenders that are not on this list. Midfielders, Frankie Amaya from FC Cincinnati, Cole Bassett, Johnny Cardoso, one of the few players based abroad. He comes from Internacional, Hassani Dotson, Andres Pereira, Tanner Tessman, Eric Williamson, and Jackson Ewell. And then finally, our forwards. Jesus Ferreira, Jonathan Lewis, Uli Yanez, Benji Michel, Jordi Mihaljevic, Ricardo Pepe, Sebastian Saucedo, and Sebastian Soto. So the two Sebastians make this team, both of them coming from abroad. Also, Uli Yanez coming from here in Wien. Now, this roster, I mentioned it was a 28-man roster. It was originally 31 when it was announced. But right after that announcement, Miles Robinson, George Bellow, and Brooks Lennon, all who play for Atlanta United, were removed after Atlanta declined to release them. The team said that the players wouldn't be able to clear quarantine before Atlanta United would need them to play in CONCACAF Champions League on April 6th. So they opted not to release them. They are out. It is totally their prerogative to do that because for U23 tournaments and U23 national teams, Clubs do not have to release them, even if it's during a FIFA international window. This tournament takes place within the FIFA window, but it starts at the beginning outside of the window. So even regardless of that, it was hard to bring in a lot of players from abroad. It's also hard to bring in players from teams who have things coming up like CONCACAF Champions League that will need their guys back. To order with COVID around, you have to clear quarantine. And if they can't do it, then it's best to take them off of the roster now before having them go throughout the tournament, and then you're at a crux point because, again, you can only take 20 guys. During media availability the other day, Christ said he did have some players, and he told them to essentially keep their phones on, but he didn't expect to bring in a lot of guys that were not included on this roster because he's got to eventually reduce this roster. I mean, going from 31 to now 28 to 20 is going to be a difficult task, and they want to make sure everyone that's here 
in this training camp roster can clear COVID protocols and that their teams will allow them to remain available for the whole tournament. With 20 guys, you're going to need every single one of these guys throughout the tournament. Now, there were a couple other players that were left off of this roster for various reasons. I mentioned the three and Robinson, Bellow, and Lennon who were removed, but a couple that were not on this roster at all. The first one, Efrain Alvarez, who was listed on the preliminary roster for both the United States and Mexico. He is not on this training camp roster for a simple reason. And at the press conference earlier this week when he was discussing this roster, Jason Christ said that Efren is a player that we're working with and talking with about making, as we said from the beginning, a very difficult personal decision. He decided to not make that decision yet. He decided he wasn't ready to commit to one team or another, which puts us in a very hopeful position. Again, we continue to let Efren know that we support him, that we would like him to be a part of the U.S. men's national team programs, but ultimately we understand that this is a very personal and deep decision. We want to respect that. And that makes sense. If Alvarez is not ready to commit to Mexico or the United States, then it makes sense he's not on this training camp roster. You don't put the pressure on him by calling him in and hoping he accepts it. You deal with that, and, and this is obviously something that Jason Kreis has had to deal with, that Greg Berhalter, we've seen the decisions that some of the guys have made uh, for dual nationals on the national team, and just having that conversation with them and letting them know that whatever their personal decision is, they understand that it's a personal decision and that it's going to take some time, and when they're ready to commit, hopefully they're committing to the United States. So Efren Alvarez not included on this roster for that very simple reason. Another player that many felt was snubbed was Jeremy Obobese from the Portland Timbers. He is a guy who has been called up to the national team before. He was in camp last month. But Jason Christ said that he views them solely as a nine instead of a guy that can play other positions. And he feels there are a couple of players ahead of him on the pecking order at the nine. He's likely talking about Ferreira and Soto, but... On an Olympic qualifying roster that's going to be 20 players, Kreis is opting to consider guys he thinks are more versatile. Still, it would have been nice to see Jeremy in this camp to see if he could be that versatile option that Kreis is looking for. He's played not solely at the 9 for the Portland Timbers. He's played out wide before. The question is, does Kreis view him that way? It, it seems very clear that he doesn't. And because of that, Obobese looks to be on the outside looking in. There's also the question of whether a couple more players could get a chance on this team later on. Guys like Conrad De La Fuente or Donovan Pines or even a Brian Reynolds. Guys who have been in this camp before, but now are in better positions. Donovan Pines is still with DC United, but Conrad is playing for Barcelona. Brian Reynolds is playing for Roma. So we'll see if there are any changes to this roster, but the plan, it sounds like, is to reduce the roster to 20 players by March 14th, minus any last-minute call-ins or changes. It doesn't seem like there will be any changes likely, but in this COVID world, you never can tell if someone picks up a knock or something like that. You have to have 20 guys ready to go. So those guys that have their phones on, we may see one of them in this camp down the road. Only thing we can do is wait and see. We'll pause for a quick break, but on the other side, the U.S. men's national team's March schedule. Who are they facing? And Sacramento's main owner drops out of Major League Soccer the fallout after this.
We are back, and really quickly, the U.S. men's national team will be in action this month. This week, they announced that they will be taking on Jamaica in Weiner Neustadt, Austria, on March 25th. I probably pronounced that wrong with the accent. I apologize. It's the same location, though, that the U.S. used in a 6-2 victory over Panama back in November. That match will occur just three days before the men's national team travels to Belfast for a match against Northern Ireland, a team that we have not faced in over 70 years. Jamaica has been aggressive in the past week or so about courting some dual nationals that are playing in England as they try to bolster their player pool ahead of the start of World Cup qualifying. They've gone after Mikel Antonio from West Ham, and now reports are they have asked or at least are considering as many as 10 other players that are dual nationals playing in England for their national team. So this is going to be an intriguing squad to play this month. Do they call some of those guys in, or is it one of those things just like for us if they're presenting the option to them and letting this play out a little bit? So Jamaica, playing them in Austria, they're ranked 47th in the world. They're the third highest team in CONCACAF right now, just eclipsing Costa Rica. Northern Ireland is ranked 45th, but both of them serve different tests for the United States, who were ranked 22nd. This will be the first time since November, though, that head coach Greg Berhalter will be able to call in a full squad of guys. Of course, there may be a couple of guys here and there that, due to COVID restrictions, won't get to play in one or both matches. Those are relationships that they'll work on with the clubs to maybe bring some guys in and release some at the end of the first game. But I think it's everyone's hope that we get to see as close to a full squad as possible. We do have our our games, though. Jamaica... Northern Ireland should be a nice month of March. And finally, there was some shocking news a week ago out of Major League Soccer in what turned out to be a Friday night news dump. Ron Burkle, who owns the Pittsburgh Penguins and was the lead investor in Major League expansion franchise Sacramento Republic, announced that he was pulling out of Major League Soccer and pulling his investment from the team. He's citing financial issues stemming from the COVID pandemic as the reason, but as a result, Sacramento is now on the outside looking in for Major League Soccer, and it doesn't look good for them. There are reports that Major League Soccer had not received any of the expansion payments from Burkle before he left the investment group. So, and when I say any, I mean zero. According to some sources, they had paid nobody anything at Major League Soccer for the expansion payments of what was supposed to be around a $200 million fee for them. So their plans to become Major League Soccer's 30th club have taken a major hit. And I know that other cities who at one point had nine MLS expansion, I'm talking about Phoenix, San Diego, my hometown of Detroit, Tampa, Indianapolis, Raleigh, Louisville, they may have their eyes back open again. Major League Soccer will have to likely reopen that process up and maybe another city steps up it's also possible that sacramento finds that big money owner that they're looking for they are on a desperate search to find a big money owner to pair with sacramento republic so that they can get back into pole position it may come with an expensive fee because since they hadn't paid anything the price of the brick has gone up if you guys watch the wire because charlotte fc paid $325 million for their expansion. So the going rate has gone up since Sacramento has gotten in. But one thing is for sure, that 30th spot in Major League Soccer, up for grabs. 
and we just have to see which city reaches out and grabs it. That will do it for episode 43 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Don't forget, please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast and rate and review. We are trying to line up some more interviews in the next couple of months, so stick around and make sure you download every single week. If you have questions or topics that you want us to consider, ssfcpodcast at gmail.com is where you want to direct those. We will be back next week, but until then, have a great weekend and take care.